This is The Industry. A show built by the working class for the working class. If you have a job, this is the podcast for you. Here is your host, Levi Jett. Hey, how you doing? Welcome back to the industry. My name is Levi Jett, alongside co-host Daniel Chismar. We are still in our holiday drought for guests, um, so... This week's episode will be a little different than norm, uh, but we've still got some pretty good stuff to share. Uh, should be a pretty good episode. Um, Dan was kind enough to grace us with his presence this week after being absent last week. Thank you, Levi. I um, was a little busy with Hanukkah and everything going on last week, but I'm happy to be back. Yeah, I'm sure you are. Well, it's a pleasure to have you and glad you're back. 2023, uh, new beginnings, everybody buys into the New Year's resolution crap. Uh, this year is somehow going to be monumentally better than last year just because we had to change the calendar. Um, but got me thinking, uh, so truth be told, before we get too much further into this, this is probably our 46th take of this episode. Uh, because neither one of us can act right. Um, we know each other way too well. We can't get through a single shot without laughing or acting stupid. And, uh, yeah, so it was hard for us to, um, I don't know. It's it's hard for us to find that middle ground because it's either totally inappropriate or very like work-like and uh, on the verge of boring, if we're going to be honest. So, but we kind of talking earlier and came up with a pretty good concept uh, for this week's show. And we're really going to kind of talk about the last, I don't know, eight years, maybe, um, of our lives and kind of where we started and kind of where we are now. I mean, we're in, in no way, you know, crazy successful or anything, obviously, but, um, you know, still we came a long way in about the last eight years or so. And we just kind of wanted to share our experience with you. And it, you know, if nothing else, it'll be entertaining, but hopefully you can take something from it. And, um, well, we'll see how it goes, but all right, Dan. So to start this story off, right. What year was it that we were buying cigarettes from the gas station with pennies and nickels on, was it New Year's or Christmas? Uh, it was Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, was that 2015? Was 2015, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, that's, yeah. Um, so it, it, just to get it right, I mean, it wasn't like we were trying to count out, you know, $10 worth of pennies to buy two packs of cigarettes. We were just trying to scrounge up enough money to buy one pack of cigarettes to split and share um, to get us through, what, the next 10 hours? Yep, good old Gold Coast. <laughs> yeah so you know we're standing well we're out in the parking lot counting change um in the car and you know we go in the gas station and it's i mean it's not the first time that we've had to pay for something to change um you know as kids we did but doing it as an adult is a entirely different feeling and so we're, you know, sitting there counting out. And fortunately there weren't, I don't think there was anybody else in the store. Was there? No, no, it was just us. Thank God. Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, didn't have to suffer that embarrassment of having people wait as we counted change, but still, you know, when you're 
when you're paying in pennies, that's a lot to count. Um, and we kind of got out of the gas station and <laughs> just a collective sigh of, um, defeat, you know, and, and just desperation. And I think it was you that, you know, made the comment like <laughs> that this is the, like the, the lowest you've ever been was, you know, paying for cigarettes with pennies on Christmas Eve. Yeah, no, that was definitely the lowest point of my life. And it wasn't like, um, you know, we were necessarily unemployed. Uh, it was just, we had really bad paying jobs and bills and other obligations, you know, took all that money and, um, you know, they weren't professional jobs. They were hourly jobs. You'd miss a day, you'd miss a shift, you're not getting paid for that day. Um, so, and, and again, you know, our, our, our mental attitude back then was garbage. Um, this is probably the nicest way to put it. And I remember we had a lot of jobs where, you know, we went in thinking that really the first line supervision, the second line supervision, even, you know, they were, um, that they were trash and that we were smarter and that, you know, we should be in those positions. And, you know, it was frustrating because, um, you know, it was kind of, uh, uh, knowing that you could be doing better, but just not having the opportunity yet to prove that. Right. Yeah, I know for sure. Um, it was, it was just bad attitudes. Really. I know that's what affected me. Um, have a bad attitude. Think that, you know, you said it right. Our supervisors were, we should be doing that job, but then not having the attitude to follow through to put the work in to get that job, just kind of bad attitude and entitlement where entitlement yeah. shouldn't be there. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And, and essentially belittling, you know, those that got into those positions, right? I mean, cause they didn't do shit to us. Um, no, no, not at all. And, you know, I mean, you know, belittling the, the effort, the consistency, what, what they put into to get where they are, you know, and, Again, because we didn't see that part, just kind of overlooking it and not, um, you know, not giving the credit that that probably exists. Um, so again, you know, like that was, that was kind of a market when it wasn't like, you know, we were, you know, bananas successful before 2015. Um, and we just fell off a cliff here on Christmas Eve, you know, but this was just kind of a, a low point at that mark. Um, but the good news for us was that there was plenty of low points to happen after this. Quite and this was just, you know, um, kind of the, the first shot fired. Um, so now we kind of move ahead on the timeline and, you know, we get into 2016 and 2017, which, you know, I would categorize as those were years befuddled, with just more low paying jobs, more bad luck, more bad mental attitude. Um, and I always categorize luck with, you know, consistency and flexibility. Um, you, you have to be present where you're supposed to be every day to take advantage of good luck. Um, Good luck doesn't happen very often to the guy who sleeps until three in the afternoon. So, but still, you know, not, not saying that the bad luck was the world that was out to get us, even though <laughs> I remember us always thinking that, uh, uh -huh. but you know, again, looking back, it clearly wasn't the case. No, it was just more bad attitudes. Um, Really is what it was. Um, I'm not a huge person on luck, one way or the other. Um, I kind of feel like you make your own luck. Um, but yeah, we, I know at least me personally, I just, I had no drive. I was angry at the world. And even though I'd put myself in the situation I was in, I sure blamed everybody else for my problems. Yeah. And yeah, cause I mean, cause at the end of the day, that's the easiest thing to do. Um, it's the easiest thing to do, but it's, it's something that maybe you don't really abundantly realize in the moment. Um, 
And so, you know, this, these years were, you know, for me, it was, um, you know, I was working at a hotel, uh, hotels do not pay good money. Uh, doesn't really matter what you do there besides maybe running the thing. Um, but you know, pretty much any position there does not pay good. It's hourly pay back then. I think I was making maybe 10 bucks an hour, 11 bucks an hour. Um, and you know, just, so it just kind of, um, you know, kept getting harder, you know, cause again, bills didn't go away. Um, and it was hard to find that career type of job that we were looking for. Uh, cause that's something else we always talked about was just, you know, hoping we could get, find a job, find an opportunity that we could really pour our effort and energy into, you know, finding that job that was going to start you off at a decent rate and kind of, you know, show some good faith to you, um, and show that it's a good place to work. That's again, that was just our mindset, you know, and again, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with working at a hotel. Um, but when you have more bills than what that can pay, you know, that, that presents the issue. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and I was right there with you. I was working at a hotel as well. Um, not altered for a majority of that time. Um, right about the same 11, 12 bucks an hour. And yeah, no, I mean, there's nothing wrong with working at a hotel. I had a lot of fun, um, working at a hotel. Um, had some fun moments and good coworkers, but when you're doing a job like that, it's really, really hard to provide for a family. Yeah. I mean, cause 2016, 2017, I mean, what is your kid count by then? Four. Four. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, here I am, you know, bitching about trying to make it. Um, and it's just me, um, you know, but, and to, to be fair though, I mean, you know, these were years that, um, you know, we lived together off and on, um, trying to help each other out too. Yeah. Um, to, to try to make it easier on us, but yeah. Um, still though, I mean, you know, that's something that you just can't do. I mean, you can't, you cannot make it on 10 bucks an hour trying to provide for, you know, five, six people. So then, so, you know, I get fortunate enough to find, um, to find a, a, a plumbing job, a plumbing apprentice type of like a sewer technician type job. And it was something that I was very apprehensive about. Um, I'm not the handiest of people. And so I knew there'd be a lot that I would have to learn. Um, besides just the plumbing aspect of it, there'd be a lot that other people would probably know that just from, you know, maybe working with their hands more, um, that I didn't. So there was kind of a steep learning curve for me in the beginning. Um, but again, you know, that, that was a job that, um, you know, you, you worked on commission basically and which, you know, the, the selling wasn't necessarily the issue. It was the confidence in knowing what I was talking about in order to sell. Um, that, you know, made that job not as fruitful as it could have been for me. And so then I, there's another plumbing opportunity that I had and I ended up taking that job, leaving the first job, going to a second one. Well, as I did that, um, a friend that I had, at the first company, uh, he wanted, you know, to come along with me. Right. And so, you know, I asked, you know, my new employer, Hey, you know, I've got somebody else and they go, Oh yeah, sure. Bring him over. And this idiot, um, you know, tells the first company's management, you know, walking out the door, F this, F that, F you, you know, uh, me and Levi are going over to, you know, A, B and C plumbing. And, you know, we're going to put you out of business, which was the dumbest shit. I mean, who does that? And so for retaliation, you know, our uh, former employer, you know, pulled out the non-compete and said, eh, you're not going to be doing any plumbing around here. And so just like that, 
you know, the little bit of promise that I had, um, just went away. The, you know, the, the bottom fell out for me at that point. Um, that's when it was, you know, really, um, a mix of, you know, living out of a vehicle, living out of, you know, couches on friends' house, you know, Dan's couch quite a bit. Um, and then, you know, it just, every day kept getting worse. Um, there were no good days anymore. When you're living out of your car, there aren't many good days. Um, even days you should be excited about suck. And so, you mean, you know, that's kind of where my 2017, you know, transition to wrapped up with. Um, but I know, you know, Dan, I mean, you were facing your own stuff through this timeline too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was still working at a hotel. I didn't have a plumbing break. So yeah, I was still earning the big bucks <laughs> being a night auditor. Um, barely scraping by, um, had divorce, which I guess that happened way back in like 2009, but I was divorced from my first wife. So my first two children are with her and had child support with that and started falling behind in that because of just low income. Um, having to make those tough choices. Well, do I pay this or do I, you know, feed everybody at the house? So yeah, that was basically my 2017 was working for holiday Inn, um, and just falling more and more and more and more in debt. Right. And with, with the possibility of jail hanging over oh, your yeah. head. Oh yeah, no. At that point, I was going to yeah. court like every couple of months because yeah. I was so far behind. Right, and which, you know, a little bit off topic, but you know, to me, the dumbest thing ever. And I, I don't care if it's if it's mom or dad, you know, whoever's at fault. But uh, I mean, putting a parent in jail because <laughs> they're not paying into the system, um, especially when you know they have records of your pay stubs, they know what you're making. And if it's something where it's, you know, again, where you, it just can't be done, I mean, um, locking someone up over that's not going to help anything. No, no. And it was a tough situation. Um, a lot of scary times, a lot of stressful times. Yeah, no, I I remember a couple of those court dates because mm-hmm. you had me go with you <laughs> just in case. Yep, yep. I sure don't miss that. Um, not in the slightest. But <laughs> <laughs> those are rough times. Let's um, spin yeah. the jail wheel. Yeah, basically. Yeah, you never knew. You never knew Gosh. what was going to happen. I want, and I've I've seen so many people, and you know, people who did it to themselves. I mean, idiots who just weren't going to pay, and you know, caused their own issues. But I saw guys that were really trying, and system still got them. They got locked up too. Um, they don't care. So yeah, yeah, no, it opened my eyes to a lot, but it, it was, it was a rough year. 2017 was, was bad. It wasn't my worst year. There was more worse to come. But <laughs> yeah. No, 2017 yeah, was a pretty bad year. Yeah. No, I mean, this was a movie. It'd be like, I mean, you'd be really depressed. Um, this couldn't be this a point movie, in the movie it, would be, it would be nothing but depression. Like 96% yeah, of it. People would leave this movie clinically depressed. Um, all right. So 2018, um, most the first half ish of 2018, um, you know, still sucked, um, for me anyway. Um, you know, we started me and Dennis both as a team started to Uber eats. Now I'm gonna say it again as a team, we Uber eats. Um, and anyone out there that does Uber eats as a side hustle, you know, that the money isn't really there to pay two people to do this. Um, but it was just, again, just a way to bring in some more money, um, a way to, you know, pay for, you know, gas and cigarettes or, um, food or, you know, I mean, just whatever, but you know, that ended up being, um, 
you know, almost an everyday thing, you know, working a, you know, whatever crap job we could find and, you know, doing Uber Eats on, on the off shift, you know, and pretty much, um, you know, working all the time just to, you know, come up with anything. And, and really, I mean, it, it's not like we were doing all this and making it, you know, I mean, we, we were doing all this and still falling behind. Yeah, no, <laughs> we were pretty solidly behind. Um, man, I don't miss the 16 hour days of Uber Eats and driving through the entire city of Indianapolis. Yeah. Remember, um, so where were we at? I know you know what I'm talking about. Um, oh, McDonald's on 38th in Illinois. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so we're going to pick up an order. And so the way we would do it is, you know, cause we lived, you know, outside of Indianapolis and Indianapolis had the Uber market that was open later. So there was you know, a chance to make more money down there. And so every day we would end up down in Indy somewhere. And, um, but on the East side of Indy and the near Northeast side, it's not, necessarily the best area so here we are at mcdonald's we're sitting in a drive-thru and we notice um you know like this group of kids i mean you know probably i don't know what did you say like 17 and 19 ish yeah right about yeah and how many of them were there six six yeah six guys you know walk in kind of in between the cars and the drive-thru you know very odd right um, and you know, like it got our attention right away. And, um, you know, typically, um, you know, I, <clears throat> uh, carry concealed anywhere that I go, I've got a concealed carry permit. Um, but that day, actually, I think, I think I'd put my, um, uh, pistol up for pawn to tell you the truth. It was, um, sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the beacon of success. Um, so anyway, so, you know, there's nothing, you know, we could do about anything. So, but again, like at at this point, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen anyway, but it was still sketchy. And then, um, they got around our vehicle and then like all of a sudden, you know, like it it, it was you that shut, you know, uh, shout it out to me, you know, like they've got guns. And about that time, you know, they, everybody pulled guns, but it wasn't on us. There was like somebody getting gas, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Somebody was getting gas and I don't know, provoked them somehow and pulled a gun. And so we see, I, you know, floor it and pull out the drive through as fast as we can and get the hell out of there. And then you start hearing shots fired. And I mean, that was, that was crazy. Yeah, a lot of unnecessary stress. Yeah, for that five dollar tip. Yeah, yeah, for the forty six dollars one dollar service fee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so like that's you know kind of how the first half of twenty eighteen went. You know, me still living in the vehicle. Um, you know, Dan falling further behind with child support and you know just everything else. I mean, again, just barely making it. I mean, you know, getting money buying food, you know, our splurge was cigarettes. Um, and, and that's pretty much what it was. And then right around the summertime, um, I was looking for jobs, really just temporary something, you know, again, just something to, 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 you know, just see what was out there. Right. And I saw a job posting titled, uh, what was it? field supervisor, snow operations. And, you know, I go, what the hell is this? And I click it, start reading it. And, you know, I was talking about, you know, oh, you know, you'll be, you know, driving around different sites and um, doing site checks and, you know, responding to, you know, snow weather and winter weather and stuff like that. And, you know, the pay range is between 25 and 30 bucks an hour, which, you know, sounded awesome to me because I'd never made that much my whole life before then. Um, and you know, so I'm reading it, it it comes off as kind of like spam, like, you know, some sort of a, 
uh, kind of bullshit job post, like a phishing thing. And, but you know, what do I got to lose? I applied and I think it was like the very next day, um, human resources from case snow management called me and, you know, we had a phone interview and then the next day, um, JP Sinensky, uh, formerly of case snow management. He gave me a call, I think with Chris Kelly, as a matter of fact, and they interviewed me and, um, you know, they gave me the job. I got hired in at $27 an hour, but the job didn't start until like the end of October. And this was in the interview was in August. So I had a lot of time to kill in between, you know, the interview and when the job started. So it was a continuation of Uber Eats, a continuation of, you know, sleeping in a vehicle. Um, and, and, you know, again, like, I mean, just for, for those that haven't had the pleasure of sleeping in your car and not just for a night because you're drunk and you're doing the right thing and not driving home, but to do it day in and a day out. Um, you know, it's, it's awful because you, you take for granted just how, um, how comfortable, uh, you know, just being able to stay indoors is, um, and, you know, not have to worry about the elements, the heat, the cold, um, you know, stuff like that. Um, being able to shower when you want to, um, you know, I mean, just, you know, just stuff that you just take for granted because it's, you know, just <laughs> human things, you know, it's kind of a dehumanizing experience and, uh, <clears throat> it really sucked. So, um, if you needed any further motivation, you know, fight like hell so that, you, so that you'll never have to fucking do that. Um, but anyway, I digress. So Dan, I mean, 2018 for you up to this point, what are you doing? Same thing. Um, Uber Eats. <laughs> I mean, not making any progress. Uber Eats still working at a hotel. Okay. Um, still falling behind. It's the same yeah. thing. Um, broke into a call center, I believe. Yeah, like right. Like you robbed I, it? I, well, no. Okay. <laughs> Probably have been more profitable for me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. Started at a call center. Kind of left the hotel scene. But I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't a successful venture. Like. I was just a call center agent. It wasn't as much, you know, taking a pay increase as it was just getting on a better schedule for my family. Sure. And not having to work nights anymore because I did nights for quite a long time. I'm um, doing the hotel game because most of the time I was at a hotel, I was night under. So I worked the third shift. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was basically the same. 2018 was a lot like 2017. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. Like, so <laughs> say a lot like 2019. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't, don't, don't give spoilers. Um, all right. So October comes around for me and you know, the weeks leading up to, uh, the field supervisor training in North Attleboro, Massachusetts, which is the kickoff to this position with case. Um, you know, again, I mean, I was excited because I knew I was going to get some sort of a paycheck coming. Um, and I mean, you know, shoot, I, I forgot to mention, I mean, they, you know, they were gonna, um, the, the fleet vehicle you got was, a you know, at the time, like a pretty much a brand new, I think, or a year old, um, F-350, Ford F-350. So, you know, to, to be able to, you know, drive around in a nice truck, I mean, you know, like who doesn't want to do that? So... Uh, was getting really excited, but it started to become, you know, kind of abundantly clear that, you know, Hey, like it's just going to be hard to, to be able to get a ride to the airport to catch this flight. And because, you know, because you were in the, you know, the rears on child support, you didn't have a license, right? No. Yeah. My license was suspended at that time. Yeah. So, um, 
and but you know just and that, that whole week leading up to um me flying out you know i mean i'm you know stressing of again you know who i'm gonna borrow money from because that's the thing like you know when you when you've been that far down for so long you've you've really kind of tapped out all your resources as far as borrowing and favors and stuff like that go um you know at that point people are kind of beyond you know the the help that they're going to offer you um so we ended up scrounging up enough money um to make sure that we could get to the airport and that you could get back home <laughs> and um yeah i i i drove out there and and you drove back from the airport with no license um much to your objection yeah that drive was um interesting if I remember right, you had to be there at like 4 a.m. It was an early flight. I do remember that. It was like it was early, early enough. I remember driving through downtown India on the way back because I took backways. And, well, I should say backways is and I didn't take the interstate. And <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, I remember going through downtown India to be nothing but me and buses. <laughs> on the way back. And I was like, well, they're not going to pull over a bus. So... <laughs> Uh, that's pretty good. I was just trying yeah. to look like a bus as I was driving. <clears throat> no, I'm sure it was a terrifying drive uh, home with no license. Well, it was a terrifying drive to Walmart because we didn't really have cash. We had a Walmart gift card. So oh, that's right. It yeah. was a terrifying drive to Greenfield Walmart to sit and wait for an hour and a half so that their gas station <laughs> would open yeah. so that I could put gas in the van to then make it back home. True, true nice caveat um all right so i get to get to attleboro things go very well there um drive the truck home and you know right away we dive into preseason inspections i'm driving uh all across indiana i'm driving up to chicago i'm driving over to st louis a lot of windshield time a lot of hours and you know starting to see some really nice checks come through uh weekly pay i mean you know it it was uh, a complete 180 you know from what i've been experiencing you know i finally had um you know some 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 nice pay coming in um but the catch is that being seasonal being temporary being you're only working when it snows or when there's really something to do, um, you know, pretty much after the uh, preseason and aside from one storm, uh, the winter in the Midwest went dry and went dry fast. And so there wasn't a lot of hours to be found. I think, honestly, I went from, I think, I think the right around the right around Christmas time all the way up until the beginning of February with no paycheck, um, because there's just nothing to do. And, you know, I always, you know, thought like, man, like they're paying me 27 an hour. That's great, but they can be paying me a million dollars an hour, but I'm not, you know, I'm not making any hours anyways. It doesn't matter. Um, and so, you know, that didn't really help the situation. And then, you know, Making 27 an hour was great, um, but the inconsistency of it, you know, it wasn't like I'd go get an apartment. Uh, even though I had the money, if I was making that money week in, week out guaranteed, I could, sure, no problem. But um, with it, you know, maybe coming one week and maybe missing a few weeks, and then, you know, it just um, left, you know, too many questions um, unanswered for me to really make any sort of moves. So it was kind of a, uh, it was a blessing for sure, but it was also um, not everything that it could have been. And I mean, Dan, your, your struggles continue during this time. You didn't catch the case break. Um, and, you know, you're still, still doing what Uber and well, you're not really doing Uber anymore because, um, because of the license issue. 
I'm still doing it occasionally. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I just wasn't going to Indy anymore. I was doing it local. But, yeah, I know. On off times, I was still doing a little bit of Uber Eats. I was doing it under your name, in fact, because I couldn't do it under mine. Um, so hmm. I just made my head a little bit bigger. And Yeah, yeah. yeah Got to get the big hats. Yep. A little bit of an Eeyore okay. voice, and I was good to go. Um, yes, but, yes. Yeah, no, I was doing that um, Uber Eats. Still at the call center. Um, not moving anywhere in my career, um, just staying stationary because, you know, same bad attitude. So I was doing my job, but I was doing just enough of my job to get by and not putting any kind of effort into anything. So, yeah, 2018 was pretty similar to 2016 to 2017. <laughs> um, it was all about the same. All right. So we turned the page to 2019. And so 2019, um, Case let me keep the truck until it was like the first week in May is when I brought it back. And I had some postseason inspections to do on the way back in, which I think was kind of a gift and kind of a thank you because it fluffed up that last check a little bit for me. Um, and then... You know, going into dropping that truck off, I was told that there was a, a chance, a possibility, you know, that I could find myself with a salaried position. Um, because one thing I forgot to mention with this, with this chance with the case is that during the field supervisor training in North Attleboro to start this whole thing, you know, I, I, I did some things. I, I changed my attitude, not completely, not forever, but in that moment, I changed my attitude. Uh, I was usually the guy that, you know, kind of stand at the back of the room, wouldn't have a whole lot to say. Um, but you know, I changed that. I went right up to the decision makers, the important people, Jason Case himself. You know, shook his hand, introduced myself, made sure that he knew who I was, made sure that he knew that, you know, I was willing to do anything the company needed um, to just give me a call, that he could call me direct if he ever needed me. You know, and I, I said the same thing to the director of operations at the time, John Seamus. Um, and I wanted to make it abundantly clear that, you know, I was going to do whatever was asked of me and... um and that whole season, you know, I did that. Um, I was a go-to for them in this market. And, you know, I literally did not say no one time the entire time. Um, you know, just kept, uh, kept pushing, trying to get better, you know, asking for feedback. Um, hey, you know, how can I get better? And, and am I doing the job the way it's expected? Um, and, you know, really just kept pushing. Um, so that's kind of why I had that chance at a salaried position. Um, but you know, I went to drop the truck off and, uh, you know, had a small meeting, um, and you know, did not get offered anything. So I flew back home and, you know, it was, um, right back to, you know, the old way of living. Um, you know, I think at this time, um, I don't think I was living out of a vehicle anymore. Um, but it was, uh, still, you know, no, no real direction. Um, case that year as a field supervisor was a whirlwind. And, you know, in May, the whirlwind stopped and dropped me. Um, but I had put my hat into the ring for an account manager job that was open and, you know, interviewed for it. And, you know, they kind of told me, Hey, you know, we think you'd be happier in the field and this, that, and the other. And so I was like, all right, well, you know, I, I can't wait, um, another six months until this thing starts again. Uh, this can't be, you know, what I do for the rest of my life is, you know, work, uh, a hit or miss, you know, four months out of the year. So at this point, my non-competes from the plumbing disaster had fallen off. And so I was applying for, for plumbing jobs again. And, um, 
you know, had a couple of opportunities and was inter- you know interviewing with some companies and really had you know a couple of nice opportunities. Um, some places that were going to pay me, I think, I don't know, twenty bucks, twenty two bucks an hour as an apprentice plus pay for my plumbing school, um, which you know doesn't sound bad at all. Um, and so you know, I was really, uh, I I think I'd actually kind of accepted a job offer verbally. I hadn't signed an offer letter yet. And JP calls me one day and he's like, Hey man, uh, you still looking for work? And I go, well, uh, yeah. And he goes, well, you know, we can, we, we can bring you as an RFM, a regional field manager, a salaried position. And, you know, so I ended up having some thinking to do because the money was close and, but the careers were very different. Um, and it was, you know, a matter of, okay, do I want to, um, uh, you know, either way, I'm going to be driving a lot. Um, you know, either way, I'm going to be on the road. But it was, you know, do I want to come home every night, you know, smelling like I've walked through a sewer, um, and, you know, covered and shit and everything else? Or, you know, do I want to ride around in a clean truck and, you know, maybe have salt on me or snow or, you know, so, uh, that, that was kind of my decision process there. And what, and plus what, what I think I would like more. Um, and I had more fun with the snow than I did, uh, doing plumbing. So, and then taking the RFM position really started my, uh, tour around the country. Um, you know, started going out uh, everywhere. Um, the plains, uh, the South, all through the Midwest, every state in the Midwest, multiple times over. Um, you know, even as far out as Montana and Nevada and Idaho and Colorado, um, you know, over on the East Coast, over on the uh, Carolina coast. I mean, you know, I think overall over the next two years, 2019 and 2020, um, I think I've been to about 40 states. Um, and, you know, had something to do with snow operations in 40 different states. And so for me, you know, it, things were starting to, to look up and it, it was refreshing for me to be able to see the reward and be able to damn near physically point to what I changed. You know, like I, I, I can tie it to a, a decision that I made to not be a piece of shit, essentially. And that's what it came down to. Um, and so that kind of, you know, stuck with me. It's like, well, hey, just don't be a piece of shit. Um, and, you know, that's got things going. Uh, got an apartment, um, you know, starting to, you know, pay bills. Um, start, you know, started to, again, feel like I was becoming more human um, after, you know, a, a, dehumanizing type of experience. Um, and so, you know, 2019 looking up for me, uh, in a big way, but not so much for Dan. Yeah. It <laughs> <laughs> was a pretty bad year. Um, in my worst year. So basically the same as 2016, 2017, 2018, for a majority of it, um, still working at the call center, um, still an agent, which is sad to work at a call center for that long and still be an agent. Um, but I was, so my attitude was still shit. <laughs> um, still was a piece of shit. You know, you were coming off of the track of being a piece of shit. I was getting stronger, um, growing my skill of shittiness as time went on, but yeah, no. So 2019 was pretty rough. Um, end of 2019, I got divorced. Um, wife left me. Um, don't blame her. <laughs> I mean, only so long you can earn 13 bucks an hour and put up with it. So, yeah, no. Um, got divorced on my anniversary. In fact, was when she decided to call it off. And, um, yeah, had nowhere to go. That's, that's brutal. Oh, it was rough. And no, nowhere to go. No plan. We didn't see it coming. Um, wasn't like we were fighting a whole bunch. So, you know, it wasn't like you could see the end was near, you know, like it was most definitely something she kept inside. 
And yeah, so 2019, I ended that on your couch. Um, calling you. In fact, I think you were in Chicago. Um, I can't remember if I was in Chicago or Kansas City. I, I was in Kansas City a lot um, around that time. And so I, I can't remember um, exactly where I was when you told me that. But, I think it was yeah. Chicago because you got home quick. Because I can remember I set out in your driveway in my van um, oh, that's waiting right. for you. Yep. It was snowing, wait, waiting for you out in the snow, waiting for you to yeah. get home. Yeah. So that you could let me in to my new paradise that was your couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and again, just just for clarification, um, it wasn't like he was moving into a you know, three-bedroom house or a uh, nice two-bedroom townhouse somewhere. Um, you know, again, I, I was looking for an apartment for me and, you know, was trying to be cost-effective. And, you know, I, through a friend... I found a uh, apartment that, you know, was not on a good side of town. It was a, a small, small one bedroom apartment. Um, I wouldn't call it quite an efficiency because it did have separate rooms, but still it was very small. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, the living arrangements were not ideal, but, uh, you know, being as good as friends as we are, I mean, um, we, we made it work. Uh, it, it wasn't, I don't know how many people I could do that with. It was fun for about 30 days till COVID hit. Yeah. And see, that's the thing. Cause, cause we'd lived together before, but we, we'd, we'd both never been single at the same time as adults. And so, you know, we were kind of looking, you know, I was kind of you know trying to cheer him up and being like, Hey man, you know, look at this, you know, we're going to, you know, we're, I'm making some good money, you know, like, you know, I'll, I'll try to help, you know, get you, um, in a better position too, but, you know, we're going to have some fun, you know, we're going to be able to, to do things we want and, you know, to kind of live that bachelor life a little bit. And then <laughs> out of nowhere, uh, COVID just slapped us down, slapped all those dreams to hell. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we, I think we went out once. Um, we went to the, the casino like after after COVID happened. Yeah, uh, yeah we went to the casino in Kansas. Um, you yeah. had to go for something. We had to babysit a babysitter, a contractor, I think. Yeah, that was yeah. Clean it up. Colby, Kansas. Yeah. 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 And so we went to a casino after that and then came home, but. By the time we got back to Indiana, um, I think we went out to the bar. I know a lot of people aren't going to be from here, but Broad Ripple yeah, is like yeah, our little right. hangout spot where there's yeah. a bunch of bars. You can kind of bar hop. And we went yep, there, I, I think, once, that. like right before yeah. Um, yeah, everything shut down. But I think everything shut down like the week after. Yeah, no, it, it, was, uh, it was just like a sign from God to tell us to settle down. <laughs> Not even oh. try it. You know, yeah, uh, that's pretty much what it was. Just just keep your nose to the grindstone, and like you, you know, um, you don't need to 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 mess up what, what you know what you have going on. Um, so, all right, twenty twenty. Um, so you know, me and you had, I mean, a lot of heart to heart type of conversations um, during this time for you because you were down, you know. And, uh, oh, yeah. You know, I, this is where you started to change where your, um, mindset was. Yep. This is what started me changing my attitude. Um, had a lot of heart to hearts, a lot of me and you talking, gambling on GTA because that was the only kind of casino that we could get at that point in time. <laughs> so. You know, yes, GTA horse racing, which for those that don't know, Grand Theft Auto Five, they have a casino online. You go in, and we were such degenerate gamblers that we would spend time gambling on the horses, fake horses, for for no real money, mind you. But you know, we were we were getting excited about it. We were having some drinks. We were enjoying ourselves, and then there was also uh, Korean baseball. Uh, oh, was, was something yeah. decent to bet on, 
uh, as the COVID regulations first started to kind of loosen back up. Uh, Korean baseball was the first sport to, to come back. And so, um, that was, I, I don't know if it was fun, uh, cause we, you, you didn't know anything about the players or the teams. So and there was but, one American player on each team. Yeah, I mean, you know, betting and, 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 you know, having any kind of inside knowledge, um, to make a good bet would, you know, that, that didn't exist for us at least. Yeah, no, that was awful. Um, but yeah, no, that, that was when I started, um, just from us talking, um, started changing my attitude, realized, Hey man, there's no way I can get any lower than this. I'd said it before, but (laughs) man, there was no way that I could get any lower than what I was. So I just decided I was like, man, I'm sick of living like this and sick of dealing with all this. So yeah, no, that's where I started changing my attitude. Um, Working from home was a blessing. Um, Then moving to work from home situation because of COVID really helped out. I'm a huge proponent for that. I think there should be more people that work from home. Um, I got, I was able to stay a lot more focused and get a lot more done working from home. Um, still to this day, um, can achieve more working out of my home office than what I ever could in an office. I mean, I've, we've done it when, you know, when you were still at case, I mean, we went to headquarters and worked for a couple of weeks together Yeah, and still felt so much. I mean, i really, I didn't feel productive with you until we got back to the hotel and then mm-hmm. that's when we really yeah, got productive. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, that's no, our um, work day would start basically. Oh yeah. Yeah. The office was awful. Um, yeah. and, but yeah, no, um, started working at the call, not working, but actually putting in work at the call center was able to get promoted, um, moved up to a supervisor. So I had agents of my own, um, really when things started to turn around, um, changed my attitude completely. Something that I still do to this day, um, motivational videos. It's nerdy. I know, but Every day I start out with a motivational video on YouTube, um, try to get myself right from the beginning of the day so that I'm not letting any negativity kind of creep in no matter what else is going on. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, whatever works. Uh, and, and that's something that, you know, people have to get over a mindset, you know, no one cares what you do to help yourself. Um, not as many people are watching you as you think. And even the ones that are, who cares what they think, do what you're going to do that makes you happy. That's going to help you. Um, it's going to put you in the best position that you can be in, uh, screw what everyone else thinks. I mean, you know, you think those are, you know, nerdy or cheesy or whatever, but again, man, I mean, if that's the difference between success and failure, um, you know, I think it's a pretty damn good idea. Hey, it worked for me. Um, ever since then, life's been completely different. Hey, we'll be right back after this update from Weatherworks. Thank you, Levi. I'm meteorologist Brad Miller at Weatherworks Consulting Meteorologists and the co-host of our very own podcast called The Weather Lounge. Today is Monday, January 2nd, 2023. Yes, Happy New Year, everyone. We start the first full week of the new year rather active across a good portion of the United States as a large storm system pushes out of the Rockies and into the Midwest. Heavy snow will be found on the cold side of the storm across the northern and central plains. At the same time, warm, moist air out of the Gulf of Mexico will stream northward ahead of the system. This will set the stage for another bout of severe weather, including the risk for tornadoes across the lower Mississippi Valley today, Monday, and eventually parts of the southeast for Tuesday and into Wednesday. Meanwhile, it will remain on the mild side up and down the east coast as temperatures will be a good 10 to 15 degrees above normal through at least midweek. This means any precipitation will fall in the form of rain, with the exception of some typically colder spots in New England. The parade of storms look to continue later this week as another strong system impacts the west coast, then treks eastward, but it does weaken as it does so. There are signs that some colder air will make it back into the northeast as we head towards next weekend. I guess we'll at least call it more seasonable for early January. We'll be watching an area of low pressure along the East Coast later this week as well. Still uncertainty as to how strong it can become and how close to shore it develops. But with marginally cold air in place by then, we can't rule out at least some wintry weather for the interior parts of the Northeast and New England. 
Beyond that, there are signs that most of the U.S. trends colder in the next week, but again, just looks to be more on the seasonable side with no real Arctic air on the horizon. However, it is January and we are basically getting into the heart of winter, so we just need a favorable storm track to produce snow, even along the I-95 corridor. Levi, back to you. Thanks, Brad, and thanks, WeatherWorks. Now, back to the show. So now we get to 2021. Uh, well, uh, so let me think here. 20, let's see. Uh, yeah, I mean, 2020, I think that's when I met Morgan. Um, and yeah, for sure it is. Um, and which, you know, I didn't know at the time, but you know, she ends up being my wife and not only is, you know, my professional life reaching heights that, you know, that's never seen before. So is my personal life. Um, and you know, I know it's cheesy and stuff, but you know, you, you, you do meet, you know, that person that you feel like that's, you know, they were put on earth for you and that's, a hundred percent what she is to me. And, um, you know, so in 2021, we get married. Um, before that, <clears throat> I get told basically that my time is running short in the field. Um, mainly because you know, there's just nowhere, uh, for me to move up or for me to get more money. And so I get promoted to, to senior management. Um, and right about that same time, you know, I'm able to, um, provide, you know, Dan with the, uh, return favor for that terrifying trip to the airport and, you know, putting all this into motion for me. Um, and, you know, to interview him for a buyer position at case. Um, which, you know, which is, it wasn't just to return a favor. It was that, you know, I had seen the change in you too. And, you know, seen the progress that, you know, again, cause it, it was just a light switch was flipped. And, um, you know, I, I knew that you're ready for a shot like that. And so, you know, wanted to, um, you know, definitely return that favor. And, you know, so now all of a sudden you're a buyer for the, you know, third largest snow and ice management company in the world. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was the opportunity I was waiting for. Um, whether good or bad. And I know the company has people on both sides of it, but I have nothing but gratitude to case. Um, and you, I mean, you know, having that opportunity, getting to be a buyer, um, that was huge. Getting to learn the industry and get into it. Finally realizing that this is what I wanted to do. Um, it took me all of like 30 days of doing the job to be like, yeah, hey, this is what I want to keep doing. Um, yeah, no, so it was, it was a new experience um, getting to meet providers. You know, I, I really enjoy that sourcing role. Um, as you said, I started as a buyer. That was really Really, I still think my favorite thing to do, I'm getting to learn a little bit about guys' companies and, you know, try to find work that fits them and fits us. Um, and that worked out well, um, was doing well in my position. Just so happened that three months into 2021 or four months in, or hold on. Nah, I'm way off. <laughs> no, I'm right. Sorry, math. It's late. We're recording late, just so everybody knows. Um, oh, yeah. Um, no. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. midnight. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, no, four, four months in, you had been presented with an um, opportunity. So that presented me with an opportunity to um, move up in yeah. the company. So I was, um, I guess, fortunate enough and blessed enough to take a senior management role at that point, too. Um, only four months in, which was absolutely terrifying and exciting at the same time. But I mean, it's just, it's another point. If I wouldn't have changed my attitude, 
um, I wouldn't have been able to do that. I mean, something that I will say is lacking in this industry and a lot of companies is training. And I mean, I know you dealt with it. I watched you deal with it. Um, and I dealt with it as well. You know, when I got moved into the position as a senior account manager, it was, Hey, here you go. Show's yours. And, you know, yeah, I think all the struggles we went through, at least me personally, helped me to kind of keep that positive attitude, learn the industry. And man, like, I love it. Um, I can't see myself doing anything else. Um, I've had well, other, I mean, other. I mean, the thing you realize is <laughs> it, the worst day at work beats the ever loving shit out of paying for cigarettes with pennies on Christmas Eve. Oh, no, for sure. And, and just a challenge. Um, I think really think that was one of my biggest beefs um, is there's a lot of jobs you just don't feel challenged in, man. Like there's so much stuff that you do that's just, I mean, and I'm not trying to talk bad about it or anything like that because it's a way to make a living, but like factory work, like I don't understand how people, I mean, you know, and it works well for some people. I feel like me, I can't just do the same thing every single day and master my craft within a week or two, you know, like that. And that's kind of how this, I mean, I, you always learn something new. I learn something new every day and you always grow as a professional and as an individual and you grow as a company. Now we're at 2022 just last year. Um, so now we're, we're at a point where, um, again, you know, you and I, continue to to see success um and continue to you know see types of promotions um and, and the momentum that we're running with just keeps building uh in 2022 you know i founded and started jet facility consultants a training and operations consulting firm for, for snow providers, um, formed this podcast, working on building my personal brand on LinkedIn. Um, you know, you continue to, to build your name in the industry, which has been a good name as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, here you are joining this show. And I, I know that, you know, your, your personal brand and, and things that, you know, you're going to do are going to continue to, to, to come forward. And, you know, you're, um, you know, also become a valuable member of jet facility consultants too. Um, and, you know, we're going to continue to grow that together. And, um, you know, I'm wish I could just, you know, blurt out everything that we got going, but, um, it's going to be, pretty special once it gets to um i, I think this summer uh, i think this summer is going to be uh, a, a really really bumping time for uh jet facility consultants but anyway um so 2022 you know just continues moving up for us um i mean what did you see in 2022 personally to you that let you know you're on the right track man that's a good question um really um being able to run my team was huge um a lot of turnover um had to take on a lot more responsibility than even what my job title entailed um and being able to keep things turned around um and progress going forward was huge for me. Um, excited, great opportunity. It looks like there's going to be some really exciting opportunities with Jet Facility Consultants coming up this year. Um, also, yes, there's sir. some other big things coming for me personally that look like might be coming to fruition rather quickly. So, um, no, I'm excited. I'm excited for 2023. I think it's going to be a, a fantastic year and things are just going to keep getting better. Yeah, me too. And I mean, the, the important thing, again, you know, if you're listening to this and, and you're trying to, I mean, there's a lot of stuff on the surface to take away, but, you know, the important thing is that, you know, three things 
that you know started years ago that haven't changed is the positive mental attitude that we both found, both worked on, both developed, both made it um, a priority in our lives. Uh, still having hustle and you know treating every opportunity as we're still desperate people and we're still you know up against it up against you know homelessness is just a couple paychecks away you know having that mindset of of that hustle and that drive um you know they're they're still very much present with what we do and that's been the biggest difference maker just those three things positive mental attitude hustle and drive um has you know, brought us up from the ashes, brought us up from the rubble and put us in a pretty fair position. I mean, uh, going from, you know, again, cause I didn't even mention, you know, I, me, my wife and family, you know, we just moved into a house we built, um, which is, you know, pretty good, uh, considering where it started for me. So, you know, just a lot of things that uh, I think they had to happen um, in order for the growth to take place. But, you know, uh, here we are now. And again, I mean, it's cheesy, but the sky is the limit. And, you know, I definitely know that to be true. So, um, but anyway... This about does it for this episode of the industry. Um, thank you for tuning in this week. Thank you to Weatherworks for um, putting in the work, putting in the hustle there and, and, and getting us a, a forecast update over a holiday weekend. Uh, we truly appreciate the partnership and the effort that you guys put into making it great. Um, next week, we'll be back on a regular schedule uh, programming. And we, we also be announcing, I think, some big news next week. Uh, I think, pay attention to my LinkedIn. Uh, I'm going to leak a little something out on Saturday. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about it more in next week's episode. But appreciate everybody tuning in. And uh, until next time, we will see you guys later. Thanks for listening to The Industry, a show built by the working class for the working class. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you're at it, help us spread the word by leaving a rating and review.